Good morning, everybody. You guys have been prayed for. I wanted to start off with a statement today that uh, the Lord has shown me for 53 years of walking this earth. And I'm going to tell you what, even before I really knew it, I know it now. And it is this. I found that every season of my life, I need the Lord. How about y'all? In every season of my life, I need the Lord. Whether it's good, bad, eh, you know, it is, eh, you know whatever. But God doesn't change. And he's faithful in every season in our life. So this message should hit everybody right where they need it because everybody is in some type of season in their life, right? Whether we're, we're on the upsweep or in the valley or wherever it is, let me tell you, God's word is timely. And I pray that today, uh, through the speaking of his word and the teaching of, of the scripture, that God will encourage you in the Lord. So I want to go ahead and jump in with our scripture today. If you've got your Bible, we're primarily going to be here, but i got most of the things on the screen. And this is 2 Timothy 4.2, and it says, Preach the word, be prepared in season and out of season, correct, rebuke, and encourage with great patience and careful instruction. God gives us a mission, doesn't he? He tells us to be ready in season and out. Be prepared. You know, a lot of times when I talk about heaven or talk about hell, I don't do it to scare people. I do it to prepare people so they know what the deal is. You know, so many times we think, oh, man, I'm okay. I'm just sitting on the sidelines of life. But let me tell you, God has purposed a time such as this for him to use the gifts that he's placed in you for the kingdom of God. Amen. You say, oh, man, I don't sing. That's all right. I don't either. I just get around people to sing good. All right. <laughs> okay. But here's the thing. Whatever it is, you say, well, oh, oh, I don't, I don't, you know, I don't do this. I don't this. I, I, I don't, I'm not a preacher. Whatever. Let me tell you what. It's amazing how God uses everybody just the way they are. He's created us and you're a masterpiece in the, in the eyes of the Lord. And man, you can be used in such a way that's just amazing. Think back of the people that God has placed in your life that really had an impact on your life. Maybe it was a mom or dad or grandparent. Maybe it was a neighbor. Maybe it was a coworker. But somebody has taken some time to invest in you. And so, friends, I want to invest in us today through the Word of God because I know that His Word does not come back void. I know that, you know what, we need to prepare our hearts. And I know that we need to preach the Word and be prepared in season and out. So as we look at the Word of God, this is what it started showing me last night. It's the very blueprint that we live out of, the Bible. But see, the enemy wants you to keep that, that Bible shut. You know, he wants to keep dust on that thing. I, I often say this. How many people visit folks, got that big family Bible on the coffee table, got about this much dust on it, right? I'm just being honest. We had one. We had one. You dust it off, and you, oh, man, you're like backing around. You know, you, you reverence for the book, but were you reverence for the word in the book? And so I pray that today that you get friendly with your Bible, that you, that's, that's the number one place you go when things come up. So I want to talk a little bit about the blueprint of our life. And I think about this. I said, how many people would take off for California or travel anywhere and not use a road map? And everybody said, yeah, there's John. Yeah, I'm going to pray. Yeah. And that's where I'm coming next. The next thing is, how about a GPS? You got it right there. I was thinking about this last night. Isn't it amazing that the GPS, right? And you know what I call the Bible, God's perfect system, the GPS, right? Is in the center of your car centered in your car that way you can focus on what's going on right so think about that we wouldn't think about really taking off without having one of those two things or at least investigating what's going on man i mean you know you drive your car and you go all over the place and you you think about why would we we just not use those things available to us a map right or the gps in unfamiliar territory on the bumpy roads when things get dark man you turn your headlights on right when it's raining you turn your windshield wipers on right and I'm trying to make that analogy. Why is it that we keep God's perfect standard, God's word, closed so often? 
So I want to encourage you to open that. Because none of us would do that. I don't think any of us would go out and say, man, I'm just going to drive around uh, tonight with my lights out in a rainstorm with no windshield wipers on uh, somewhere I've never been, right? We wouldn't do that. He said, of course not. But many times we start our day never even seeking the Lord. Does that make sense? We never even seek the Lord. We just get up and, man, I'm going, I got my to-do list. Man, I got to get this done. I don't have time for that. Well, let me tell you what. If we don't have time for that, man, we, should, we don't have time for anything else. And so today I want to encourage to start our day with the Lord. You know, what's the first thing you think about when you wake up? You say, man, Lord, you bless me with another day. Take a few minutes to program your spirit, to, to take a few minutes and thank the Lord for what he's done and jump right on in there. So as we go through life, so many times I said, the journey of life, and we keep the road map closed. For years, man, my story is this, and I won't go into all of it. I went to church once when I was five, once when I was 30. I knew about God, but I didn't know God. I knew about the Bible, but I didn't know much about it. I just, I just couldn't, couldn't grab hold of it at the time. Or let me say this. I didn't choose to grab hold of it at the time, you know. But, you know, aren't you glad that God is so gracious that he'll start right where you are? Somebody say amen. He will start right where you are. That's the whole deal. So I want us to, to, to regardless of where you're at today in your walk or in your life or in your season, realize that God's got a fresh word for you. And I want to start out with that. Everybody doing good? Say amen. amen. All right, let's do it. Well, first thing the Lord was showing me is this, that he is faithful. He said, oh, buddy, we know that. But do we really? If, if we really thought about that, look at this. He said, in 2 Timothy uh, 2.13, he says, If we are unfaithful, he remains faithful, for he cannot deny himself. Look at that real close. Look at that. This, this should help us this morning that we should clear that guilt in our conscience, man. Even when we miss the mark, when we blow it, God is still faithful to his word. So if you put your faith and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ, and don't think you're never going to blow it, because you will. Okay? And... I'm not telling you this right here to live any way you want. What I want to do is show you that God's got it covered and God's got it. And he's already made a provision through the Lord Jesus Christ. When we put our faith and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ, it is finished. Somebody say amen. Got time for a story? Donna, I won't go long, I promise. <laughs> I'm, just I'm just teasing. That's a little inside joke there. That's good. So the other day, the other day, the other day, uh, my father-in-law calls and says, who's that guy that you get to trim the bushes? And I said, well, let me give him a call, see what's going on. So I called the guy that trims the bushes and trims the tree. And I met him a couple of times. And he's a young guy, and he's, he's got a lot on the ball and everything else. And uh, I said, well, it might be a little while before he calls us back. All right? I'm going to tease on Jimmy a little bit. So anyway, I, evidently it was an hour. That was too long to wait. So he's out there cutting the tree. <laughs> Anybody know folks like that? I'm thankful they're in my family because when I need some help, Jimmy, I need some help. He's, he's on it. He's on it, right? So anyway, the guy calls me back. And I said, hey, meet me at my in-law's house. He said, I know where that is. So he pulls up. He's got a big truck. He's got like three other guys in there. And he's got all this rotor rooter stuff, chop, chop, this, everything else. And we go back there. And Jimmy's done three days work in about 45 minutes. I said, well, <laughs> I just said, uh, uh, we, we were going to do that, granddaddy. You got time for that. So anyway, he still had a couple more trees left. Thank the Lord. And so we're getting prices on that. And, and so we got to go through headquarters. You know what that means? We got to talk to grandmama. I said, come on in the house. What else you got, Miss Barbara? And she said, well, I'd like to do this. I'd like to do this and all that. But when we're walking up to the door, the guy said, hey, man. I said, yeah, what's up? He said, ain't you some type of preacher or something like that? I said, yeah, something like that. (laughs) I'm something like that. He said, 
what I, what I need to do to get right with the Lord? I said, oh, this ain't even about chopping no tree, granddaddy. This is about Jesus, boy. I'm ready now. So, so we go in there, and, and they're talking about this. I'm going, come on, come on, come on. Come on, tell him, tell him, come on. Because I want to go talk to this guy about Jesus. So we go out, and we go back to the car, and he's got all his crew in there. Hey, if you're going to tell one, you might as well tell everybody, right? I say, hey, man, let me talk to you all for a minute. You know how I'm shy like that. So I get them all out. They're sitting on the truck. They're over there. They're chewing gum, and they're doing this and everything else. I'm like, oh, yeah, man. So I start telling them about the grace of God, and I start sharing the message about God. And you know I did my little dollar illustration, you know? Where you take that dollar and say, man, sin rips away things in our life. And then you show them how the grace of God puts it back together. Y'all have to stick around after church. I'll show you. All right. But anyway, I, I go through the gospel message showing them this. That you know what? I usually start like this. I say, hey, man, you, if you die tonight, do you know for sure you go to heaven? A couple guys say, yeah, 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 I go. I said, why? The other guy said, I don't know. I said, well, wow. man, I said, I hope you all know this is not about trimming trees today. This is about planting a seed today. I know you're thinking, planting seed? We ain't got no seed. Well, I got one. <laughs> I'm going to tell you about Jesus. So anyway, I said, hey, man, let me ask you, would you go up or down? Good guys go up and down, up, and the bad guys go down. They go, yeah, that's what we think. I said, so are you a good guy? Oh, yeah, man, I'm a good guy. I said, really? He said, yeah, man, I try to treat people right. I said, yeah. I said, but God's perfect, man. Yeah, well, I do what I can. You know, I said, that's not good. I said, you know, the Bible said there's a point that a man wants to die, then the judgment. We've got to stand before God in his Righteous commandments right there, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. I said, man, let me ask you a question. I said, have you ever lied before? He goes, yeah. I said, well, if I lied to you, what would you call me? He said, you'd be a liar. I said, you're right. I said, have you ever stolen anything, maybe when you were little or something like that, took some bubble gum from your brother or something? He goes, yeah, yeah, yeah. I said, if I reached in your wallet and pulled that $1, what would you call me? He said, man, you'd be a thief. I said, that's right. I said, man, I said, let me ask you something else. I said, have you ever looked at a woman with lust? I said, I'm going to go ahead and just let you know uh, you told me you're a liar, so I'm gonna, I don't even want to hear what you got to say. Right? They start laughing, right? I ain't going to believe anything you say. You just told me you lied, right? And so they laugh a little bit. And I said, man, look. I said, by your own admittance, you're a lying, thieving, adulterer at heart. And when you die, you've got to stand before the Lord. Are you a good guy or a bad guy? He goes, I'm not a good guy. I said, me either. I said, that, see, see, what happens is, Psalm 19.7 says, the law of the Lord is perfect in converting the soul. I pointed them to God's perfect standard, okay, the Ten Commandments. And the Bible says if you break one, you broke them all. Does that concern you? Yeah. Now guess what? They're ready for the good news. See, if I tell you the good news before you know there's bad news, you don't get the, the, the fullness of the good news. Does that make sense? Now they see their need for the Savior, the seeds planted. Then I tell them, look. Because of what Jesus Christ has done for us, he came and lived a sinless life. He paid that in full. Amen? He paid the price in full for each and every one of us when we grab hold of that so that we can know that we have a place in heaven. He canceled our sin debt. Okay? I want you all to see that he canceled our sin debt in full. And let me tell you what. Do you know what? I said, what would keep you guys from receiving that today? They looked around, they said, nothing. I said, look, I want this to be your decision. Does that make sense? I said, the Bible says all is sin and fall short of the glory of God. That means me and you and everybody has blown it. That means we deserve hell, but because of the free gift of God, God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him will not perish but have everlasting life. What would keep you from trusting that today? They go, nothing. I said, well, you know what? Would you like me to pray with you? Yeah. And out on that little field beside grandmama and granddad's house, 
three guys gave their life to the Lord. Give the Lord some praise. God is faithful even when we're not even thinking about it. I'm thinking, it's hot out here. I thought we were going to go get an ice cream. I got stuff to do. I'm just being honest, right? But God said, Psst, are you available? Next time you get that nudge, be available. You know how long it took me to share that message with them, guys? Probably about three or five minutes. But it transformed a life for eternity. God's faithful, man. Because you know what? He cannot deny himself. And he says, whosoever calls upon the name of the Lord will be saved. That's why we're going to do this. We're going to rely on him. Did I say everything right and did I punctuate right? Probably not. But you know what? I think people get saved faster that way. They say, God can use you. Yeah. And he'll use you and you and you and anybody else. That's the amazing thing that God does the work. We try to trade credit for stuff, but in every season, God's faithful. Amen. Everybody doing good. So we need to rely on him, man. And that we need to trust in him. He's the creator of the universe and we can rely on him regardless of the season of our life. I always like to say this. I never make light of the season of your life. Maybe it's a bad doctor report, a failed marriage, bankruptcy, whatever it is. Hey, look, I am not, not addressing that. What I'm saying is I want you to see that there's hope. I want you to see that we serve a faithful God. Man, this is an exciting message today to realize, look, no matter what way you come in here, you don't have to leave the same way because of God's transforming love and power in the name of Jesus. Amen? That's a good place for everybody to say, yay, amen. Let's keep on rolling. So you know what else is good to do? Review the tape. Went to a ball game yesterday, right? They're running the plays. They're doing this and all that. And I don't know a whole lot about football, other than they will make you leave when it's lightning at the place and walk 400 miles to your car. I learned that yesterday real fast. But I do know this. When you watch the behind the scenes on all the coaching stuff, they get the guys to watch the tape again, review the tape, go over the basics, see what's going on. My buddy at work, he's got a kid that's in, uh, just started high school, and they watch, they watch the tape, even at high school level. They watch the tape so they can find out where they need to make the adjustment and see what the coach has for them, see what's going on. You know what? In our Christian walk, we need to review the tape, don't we? What do you mean, buddy? Sometimes I have to review the tape of where God's brought me. How about you guys? I have to review the tape of saying, you know what? I'm not the same guy I was yesterday. I ain't got it all figured out, but I know the one who does, and I'm going to keep seeking after him. Because I'm going to tell you what. If you let shame and guilt and the past mistakes drive your bus, it'll put you in a ditch. But if you allow the grace and mercy of God and his love and his forgiveness to, to chart the course of where you're going, let me tell you, it changes everything. It changes the way you treat your wife, your spouse, your husband, the whole deal, your kids, everything. Now, that doesn't mean you don't have some bad days. That doesn't mean that you, you never get mad, you never have a problem with this or that. But I'm going to tell you what, it brings us back to looking at where our focus needs to be. Where is our focus where is our focus in our relationships? Where is our focus in our marriages? Where is our focus on, on our giving and our job, everything else? Are we focused on glorifying God? And let me tell you what, even when you start out with that, the way of the world, the volume starts getting cranked up, doesn't it? The ways of the world starts getting woulda, shoulda, coulda, right? We start worrying, we start doing all that, but I got a whole other slide for that. But what I want to talk to you about today is that when you realize and purpose it in your heart that God is faithful, guess what? You just need to hold on. You just need to trust. You ever been in a situation you say, I don't know how it's going to work out, but God does? That's trusting God. 
we're looking at this thing. He said, I, I, I can't fix it. Has anybody ever been in a situation that is way over their head? I'm going to raise two hands and a, and a foot. What do you do? You just keep wringing your hands? Are you mad at everybody else? Are you blaming everybody else? Or do you say, Lord, God's got it. God's got it. Lord, I don't know how you're going to do it, but I'm going to tell you what. Today, I'm going to trust you, and I'm going to walk out the best I can to be faithful to what you told me. But see, if you keep that Bible, that GPS off, the map closed, it's going to be hard to hear. It's going to be hard to remember these things. So review the tape. Review the blessings of the Lord. How many people has had God walk them through an amazing time to come out the other side? Hands everywhere. Remember that. Remember that. I told you years ago, man, when Jesse, Jesse's 18 now, he was probably about four or five years old. Y'all probably tired of hearing it. I would tell it every time I can. I was so sick. I was so messed I had no, they still didn't know what it was. They thought I was having seizures. They didn't know what was going on. I would be sitting there and all of a sudden, man, I just start doing this. My jaw would hurt. I thought I had a heart attack. I'm laying on the floor. Denise is going, what's going on? I, go, I can't even talk. They went and wired my brain up. Would have, they probably had a hard time finding it. They did all those checks. They did this little light thing to try to trigger strokes and all this stuff. They tried different medicine, all this stuff. And I go, what's going on? How am I going to drive my kids to school? How am I going to make a living for my family, man? How am I going to preach if I'm flopping on the floor? Guess what? I was a little concerned. But I got to a point in my life that I rolled around on the floor and I cried out to God. I said, God, you got to fix this. The doctors don't know what's going on. I don't know what's going on. But I need you because this ain't working. And let me tell you, a drop at a time, God filled that cup up. And I want to tell you, praise God, I ain't had a problem since then. Amen? And I'd like to say it went like this. It didn't. It went like this. Just like that heartbeat. And I had to trust him the next day. And I had to trust him the next minute. I had to trust him when I was driving the car. I had to trust him when I was at work. I had to trust him when I was doing the bills. I had to trust him when I was coming to preach. I had to trust him when I was playing music. Isn't that what he wants anyway? And so when I review the tape, and I think about it, I said, Lord, if you got me through that, you can get me through this thing over here. Or that thing over there. And so what happens though, not that anybody wants to go through those tough times, but what can happen during those tough times is this. God can show us his mighty hand of grace. God can show us his mighty hand of love and forgiveness and all those things. So a lot of times people say, man, you don't usually get upset about too much. There's times I do. There's times I do. But as a rule, I replay the tape. I go, this is not no big deal. Guess what? Storm's coming. Fill the bathtub up, pray. That's where I'm at. I'm not trying to make light of it. I can't do anything about it. I said, I can't. Let's dig a little higher. I can't do much about it. There's things I think it's good to, to be prepared. But I'm not going to sit there and do this because I'm going to review the tape. I'm going to review the tape. And I'm going to say, Lord, you know what? You're going to take care of us. We got insurance. Guess what? We got a room on top of the garage. All right? And guess what? If you don't have a room, we'll make room. You know, so I, I'm not downsizing that, but I can't get caught up in everything in the world. I won't be any heavenly good. You see what I'm saying? It's okay to be prepared and all that. I'm not coming down on that, but I'm just saying I can't let that get and start ruling my heart, man. Then guess what? I, I'm, I'm like this. I'm all over the board and I'm missing things and I'm missing things. And, and, and other than say, well, Lord, what is it you want me to do? Now, the Lord said, you better get out there and dig a hole to get some of that water out of your backyard. I guess what? I'm saying, amen, amen. I'm going to be rolling, right? I'm going to be getting with it. 
I'm going to call Miles because his leg feels good. <laughs> and Miles going to call Zach. <laughs> my, my brother be down there. With he wouldn't do you like that, would he, Zach? <laughs> if I had a brother, I'd call him. Hey, lying. But I tell you what, review the tape. And you know, I tease about stuff like that, but you know why? You know why we call people when, when things go like that? Because we know that they're faithful. We know that we can call folks and say, hey, look, I got stuff going on. But I'm going to tell you the name above all names that we need to call on is Jesus. Everybody doing good? Come on now. Anybody having a good time with this or just me? Amen. All right, we're going to do it. So the next thing I wanted to look at is check your aim. I want to talk a little bit. Focus your faith, man. I said, it's just like shooting an arrow, man. We need to pull back the bow of our faith and zero in on the target. Check your aim. But also, what are you aiming at? Think about that. Anybody got big plans in their life when they were younger? Maybe still got them? You had a plan, right? Did you keep looking at the, at the, at the target? Because what happens is life comes in and it starts knocking you off the target. It starts moving off. The, so we have to refresh and renew our mind and continue to look at that target, right? Lord, I want you to use me today. Lord, I want you to use my life to bless somebody today. Lord, please use my life today in a way that will bring glory to you. And just maybe I get to lead somebody to the Lord today. Wouldn't that be something? You don't realize the impact you can make by just being available. Let's go back to the, to the tree story. It's just available. I'll be honest with you. I try to keep my mind tuned to like sharing Jesus pretty much anywhere. But it was hot. And grandma was in the house in the AC, so I wanted to continue our, our talk in the air condition, right? I was getting all comfortable in there. So a lot of times we're so busy about seeking comfort that we forget about compassion. Lord, help us to be compassionate. For the things of the Lord. So we need to keep our focus. Just like that. I want you to think about that. Just like that bow and arrow, man. You got to pull it back. You got you to really hone in on that target. You got to watch what's going on. So look at this. Something else we got to do. We got to starve our fears. Sometimes we can get overwhelmed. And you know what? We talk about worry a lot. You know why? Because we need to. Because <laughs> we need to. Because every time I talk to somebody, somebody's worried. Somebody's worried. Do I worry sometimes? I try not to. I told you I come from a long line of worriers. I won't preach that again. My mama will worry about anything. And she would call her mama when she was alive and say, what you worried about today? Maybe that's why I run to the other side. I was like, I can't do nothing about that. Oh, oh. I ask this question all the time, and I haven't heard a different answer than what I've got over the last two years on this. How many people here or online have ever worried a problem to a solution? Do, 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 do. Nobody. So why are you worrying? Just saying. I know it's kind of built into this, but if we renew our mind with the promises of God and re review the tape and focus our faith and starve our fears, guess what? Faith's going to sprout up, man. Faith's going to start sprouting up. You're going to say, man, let me tell you what Jesus did for me. Come on. I got a high school diploma. I've been tickled about that. That's, that's faith right there. I didn't like school. Anybody like school? You guys like school. If I got your grades, I like school too. <laughs> I ain't kidding. I couldn't buy a report card like my kids had. I tried. I couldn't have enough money to get my grades looking like that. I ain't lying. <laughs> that's a whole other story, a whole other sermon. But I'm going to tell you what. When you start seeing God 
working in situations. Man, when I see God working in my life, I go, <laughs> I didn't do that. Jesus did that. That's cool. See, there's only one answer. When you come out the other side, they say, how did you do it? A lot of people, well, I, you know, I did this, and I, you know, I did this, and, you know, I got to get from place for everything like that. I go, <laughs> God was moving up in there. Really? Oh, yeah. Got a new guy at work has been going through some stuff. God has drawn me to this guy. And, and it must be working on both ends, on sides of it, because now he comes looking for me sometime. I love talking to the guy. He's got some surgery coming up. We're going to be praying for him next week. Got a few things going on. But what amazed me is this young man was going home one day, and I shared this. He was going home on his birthday uh, in April, and all of a sudden he woke up, and he was in somebody else's car. Boom, head on collision. Broke his arm up, shoulder up, scar across here, everything else. Happiest guy I've ever seen. He said, what do you mean? He said, man, today's a new day. I got a new day. You know what I really like talking to him about? When he starts talking about his kids, he's got some little kids, little boys. It's just like, man, I'm right, right there. He said, I said, what you going to do this weekend, dude? He said, man, look at this. He said, you see them choo-choo trains right there? He said, we're going to build them. We're going to roll on the floor. We're going to have some dad time. I'm like, yes! Because guess what? That's what's important. Thomas taught me that years ago. Before Jesse was born, we used to do all types of stuff and different things. Jesse was born, we still do all types of stuff. But Thomas said, had the hands on in the beginning. What do you want to do, dude? Anything you want to do today, we're going to do it within reason. You got to put that in. You learned that after about the first year of parenthood. You got to put it within reason. He said, anything? I said, anything, dude. You want to go to Bush Gardens? You want to fly a kite? You want to do? He said, anything? I said, anything, dude. That we can swing, we'll do it. He said, Mom, let's wrestle in the living room. Yeah, I mean, we moved the table. We were coming down. Oh, man, we were living it up. I wouldn't do that now. I probably wouldn't win. But I'm going to tell you what. We were living large. That's all he wanted to do. He wanted some dad time. That's awesome, isn't it? That's awesome. They get about 14. You got to book them to go out to eat. But I love those times then. So I'm waiting for my grandbaby. I'm going to be over there all the time. How you doing? What's going on? What's going on? Yes, indeedy, man. Because I'm going to relive that. I'm going to replay that tape, man. About 14, I'm going to say, oh, Paul Paul's out of business. I'm good. I told you about that. <laughs> but I'm looking forward to it, man. I love being a dad. It is a privilege. But I tell you what, I think the Lord has taught me more about himself being a dad than any other thing. Because sometimes you get mad. Sometimes you get disappointed. Then you're mad at yourself for being mad and disappointed. But you keep loving them. You just keep loving them, man. You just keep loving them. I know why my dad was bald early. Me. I'm not kidding. I tell you what, my dad, I remember him saying, he would rub his head like this sometimes. He goes, son, every piece of equipment that we have, you try to run it like it's not built to be. I said, what do you mean, dad? He said, you got a straight pipe on the lawnmower. You took the baffle out of your motorcycle. What's going on? He said, your bike's got two wheels. You ride on one. You can't keep doing that. I said, oh, Dad, you just don't want me to have any fun. I got the scars to prove that he wanted me to have fun but not be hurt, right? But see, we want to do this. We got to live on the edge, man, right? I don't do that no more. I don't heal that quick. But as time goes by, you go, what was I thinking? Man. Starve those fears and walk in faith. Look at this. Look what Psalm 47.1 says. God is our refuge and our strength and very present help 
in trouble. When those things come up, let me tell you what. Remember that God is our safe place, that he is our strength, that we can rely on God, amen? That we can turn around no matter what season of our life, like I said, God can use what we've been through to make a big difference. God is a very present help. He's not a, I said, he's, he's a now kind of God. See, people that have religion, they see God old and slow and mean and all this. God is on time. God is vibrant. He's, he's amazing. It's just amazing. When you have that relationship and you spend time with God, you start seeing all types of cool stuff that God was doing. All types of stuff, man. Lord, give us 2020 in the supernatural. What is all the stuff that we miss? Sometimes, have you ever done this? You went through a situation, and then you come out the other side, and you go, ooh, God was working in that. You might not have saw it at the very moment, but, man, when you come out that other side, man, you go, man, ain't but one answer. So here's my thing. As we go through these different things and we get our aim, look at this. We need to get set. Get set. Don't just take the message today, right? Don't take the message today and go, oh, that was cool. No, he's a funny guy. That's cool, yeah. What's for lunch? Right? Take that and say, man, how can I use what the Lord showed me today through the teaching and preaching? What, what do I need to check in my aim? Do, do I need to, to spend more time with the Lord? Do I need to get involved in a Bible study? Do I, do I need to pray? Do I, do I, what's going on? Because you know what? God is our refuge and his strength and a very present help of trouble. Right? How many think that they might go through a difficult time in their life? I'd say that's a pretty good bet there, right? How many people know when you've got a relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ, you don't have to go through that alone? All the difference in the world. All the difference in the world. You have somebody that loves you unconditionally. You have somebody that wants, sees your best on your worst day. His name's Jesus. Let's keep on rolling. So get set. How do we do that? What do we got to do? We need to keep on rolling with that. I, I, wanna, I want you to write this down. I heard this a while back or, or memorize it or whatever. I think this is a really important phrase. It's not one of mine. I heard it and it just stuck. I said, it's better to be prepared and never have an opportunity than to have an opportunity and not be prepared. I'm going to read that again. It's better to be prepared and never have an opportunity than to have an opportunity and not be prepared. Early on in my Christian walk, I would practice sharing the gospel. I would preach to my dog, preach to the couch, whatever. Because I'm going to tell you what, you never know when somebody's going to ask you. The Bible says always be willing to give account of what you believe. Why do you believe that? You know? I started out and I, I took these little uh, index cards. And I, I looked up all the scriptures that I could find on salvation. I start memorizing them. I'd have them in my pocket at work. What are you doing? Oh, this man, just read a little Bible stuff. Just read a little Bible stuff. And what happened is, as time went by, as I renewed my mind with the Word of God, boom, when something happened, that's what came out. See, what you put in is going to come out. How much time do we play on the games, and the emails, and the Facebook? In the phone, the little bird going, what are these little games and stuff like that? I don't think it's a bad thing to have an out. But does this come first? Does this come first? Remember, watch your aim. If you want to get to that goal, you got to keep your eyes on the prize, man. I'm not talking about getting to heaven. That's taken care of by the death, burial, and resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. It is finished. 
when we connect to that by faith, we call on the name of Jesus for, for forgiveness of our sin, and we, we ask the Lord to come into our life. That's a sealed deal. But I'm going to tell you what, as we walk out what God has for us, we need to be doing this. We need to study. We need to pray, and we need to step out. So I'm challenging you this week to step out. That is not grab a big Bible and start beating people with it. No Holy Ghost headlocks, none of that stuff, okay? I'm talking about be ready to share what you believe. Are you ready to share what you believe? Check your aim. Everybody doing so good? We need to execute that and move forward in Christ. Everybody doing good so far? Oh, we're ramping it up now, baby. Here we go. So we got to take action. How many people ready to take action? They stretching, moving. Here we go. We're ready to go. So you know what we got to do? We got to stretch. Now I'm going to tell you what. I need a volunteer from the audience. All right, Shelby, thank you. (laughs) Come on up. Austin, you want to help too? Can you help me? Woohoo! He's thinking about it. All right, I want you to hold this. Just hold it on your finger just like that. All right, how about you, sir? You want to help me out? That's all right. It's okay. I got my good cologne on. I'm good. Put your finger out. Which finger? Let's take that finger. That finger right there. I like that one. All right. You got an extra one? Give me another hand over here. Here we go. Pinch how about this one over here? All right, I got one too. Now, y'all come over here and make me look good. That's what you do. You put good-looking people around you, and they won't know you. <laughs> they won't know what you really look like. So we were talking about stretching, okay? Stretching. This right here is rubber band, ain't it there, Junior? Yep. Now, what is this rubber band's function? It's to stretch. Now, what color is yours? You got a yellow one? White? You got a long one? You got a green one? I got a blue one, right? They're all different shapes. They're all different colors. But none of them are doing their job till you stretch them. Can you stretch it? Stretch them. Stretch them. See, now it can do its job. It can hold something together. It can put something back together. Now, that's just a real simple thing right there. But that's just like us, guys. Let me see you stretch out. A little bit more, a little bit more. I'm just kidding. <laughs> it was like, I don't want to volunteer. This, this is what my wife calls voluntold. You've been voluntold now. But think about this. I want you guys to look at this real fast. Excuse me. If you could just take something that simple and look at it and say, you know what, our life is like a rubber band. It really doesn't do much if we just sit on the sidelines of life. We come in all different colors, all different shapes, all different sizes. We've got all different types of jobs we can do, but none of them really work. None of us really go to our full potential until we're stretched. So you guys can sit down. Give the crew a hand there. Thank you. There you go. All right. Look like Uncle Bud's buying ice cream this week. <laughs> you guys are awesome, man. Thank you so much. But, you know, sometimes it's the simple stuff, isn't it? They say, what did he preach on? I don't know. He had a, he had a rubber band today. You know what? In our life, I pray that our faith stretches like that to be used, to pull us closer to the things of God, to wrap us around the great deals of what God has for us. Look at this. So we need to execute that. With, I said, execute with all you have, then watch God bring the results. If you just do your job, everything will fall into place. You ever heard that on a football field? I heard a guy, one of the, one of the greatest coaches there, there probably ever was, and whatever, that's, that's what I hear. Uh, what is it, Belichick? Did I say it right, Belichick, whatever? You know what he tells his guys? You know what he tells them? Just do your job. Stay in your lane, just do your job. So guess what? What's our job as Christians? To believe on the God, believe on the cross, right? And then share our faith, man. 
So if we do those things and we walk according to God's plan, guess what? Sometimes we're going to stretch. Sometimes it's going to be a little tense, but I'm going to tell you what. God will be visible in your life and through your life to other folks. Don't get comfortable. Everybody wants to get comfortable in life. They're like, oh, man, I'm going to work real hard, and when I get to this point, I'm just going to kick back and be comfortable. No. Guess what? You get to that point, and you got more free time. Maybe you can turn around and be more of a blessing. I want to stop right here and make sure we understand what I'm talking about. I am not talking about working your way to heaven. Everybody's with me? We're not talking about working our way to heaven. That's Jesus' job. He did that. It's by grace you're saved through faith, not that of yourself. It's a gift of God. I'm talking about because we're saved, guess what? We should be motivated to do the good works that God's given us to do. Sharing Jesus, is, I love it. A buddy asked me the other day, he said, hey, look, man. He, he said, we want you to come and preach at our church sometime. I said, good. He said, would you want to preach in the morning or in the evening? I said, both. He said, is that too much on you? I said, <laughs> both if I can. I love it. Because you know what? That's an opportunity for somebody to hear the gospel message. Somebody. You know? I was a somebody. You're somebody. They came outside the church to tell me about Jesus. How about you guys? I wasn't knocking on the door, man. <laughs> I had dust on my Bible if I could even find it. But somebody came out and said, man, let me tell you how much God loves you. Let me tell you about sin and what that looks like. But let me tell you about grace and what that does. It forgives sin. And it sets you in the family of God. So we need to take action on that. Look at this. Train your heart to follow the nudge. What do you mean the nudge? How many know when God's telling them something? You got to know that little, mm, mm, yeah, over and over and over. I'm going to help you all with something here. I put my motorcycle for sale about a month ago. Guess why? Because when I was in the shower, I felt like, about time to get rid of that motorcycle. I'm just saying, I'm not saying anything else. I like riding my motorcycle. I've had fun with my motorcycle. But I know when the Lord's telling me something. And so just to be sure, I said, well, I ain't going to say nothing to Denise about it just yet. I'll wait. <laughs> That's really working with the nudge, isn't it? And I woke up the next morning, and guess what? I was like, I wasn't even thinking about that. I was just washing. I was just scrubbing up. I was just singing in the shower. So, you know what? I'm just saying this for example. But you know what? I'm cool with that. So the next day I told Denise, I said, hey, I'm going to tell you. See, this is a big thing in our house because she is not a motorcycle fan. And I'm going to tell you, you buy a motorcycle without your wife's position, uh, uh, blessing, it ought to come with a couch. Amen? Because it, it ain't good for the first year, man. It's not good. And they say, oh, she'll get used to it. No, she won't. She don't like it. It's that motorcycle. It ain't even a motor, that motorcycle. It's not, it's not that I don't want you to have something nice. It's dangerous. It's true. And I like motorcycles. And I, I'm, for anybody who wants to ride everything, I think it's just my time to get out. So... Right on, I'll pray for you, and it's good. But I wanted to use that for a real-life example. And sometimes it's not even about possessions. Maybe it's about going across the street and inviting your neighbor to church. Maybe it's about saying, I'm sorry. Maybe it's about forgiveness. Maybe it's about forgiving the person in the mirror. Because, man, we could take it to them, can't we? Can anybody beat you up worse than yourself? Boy, we could take, take ourselves down, can't we? Well, I'll tell you what. What we need to do is train our heart to follow what God says about us. 
And here's my last question here. What's stopping you today? What's stopping you to take action? Just like those guys on the, on the work crew. They heard the message. They realized that, that, that their sins separated them from an awesome and holy God. They realized that the truth of God's word said that he is perfect and holy. They realized from God's word and me sharing that with them through the power of the Holy Spirit, God convicting them and all of us that we need Jesus. When are you going to take action? You know? Can you imagine? I'm going to get re- real serious here and then we're going to wrap it up. I should know the preacher's name. It's an old story, and it's a true story. I, I thought it was Moody, D.L. Moody. I might be wrong, but it was an old-time preacher. And he preached, and he preached, and preached. And early on, he would tell people about God's love and everything else like that, and then he said, okay, well, God loves you. Head on out. And what happened was he had preached a revival, and that night, like half the city burnt down. A lot of people died. And that man's like, I didn't tell him. I didn't tell him what it takes to have a relationship with the Lord. Let me tell you what. I have told everybody of our crew, everything else, if I fall over dead right now, step over like this and say, you see how fast it is? Do you know Jesus? Make sure that every time we come together that we tell folks what it takes to have a relationship with the Lord. That's what it's all about. See, people want all the promises of the Bible, but guess what? If you're not a child of God, the promises ain't for you. Amen? But you can have them, but they come with Jesus. They're found in Jesus, right? So what's stopping you today? What's stopping you today from grabbing hold on that? The guys with the weed eaters, sweat, tired out. You know what they said? Nothing. Nothing's stopping me to receive that today. And I pray, as you take a hold of this message, you have the same answer. Don't let anything stop you from grabbing hold of God's blessing. Let us pray. Lord, we love you, and I pray that we take action today on whatever it is that you're showing us. Lord, that in every season, Lord, that you are there for us. Father, I know in a group this size, there's many prayers. Unspoken, spoken. I, I, I realize that there's things in our life that we all miss, and, 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 and that guilt continues to just work us over. I know that there's... the I know that there's the, the worry. I don't come up here and think, oh, I, I have it all together by no means. But I know this. I know the one who does, and I want to share him with you today. His name is Jesus. And I'm going to tell you what. I'll ask you the same question I asked those guys. I asked you the same question somebody asked me 30-something years ago. If you die tonight, do you know for sure that you'd go to heaven? You say, well, I'm a pretty nice guy. Well, we already talked about that. Have we ever lied? Have we ever stolen? Have we did any of those things? Look, God gave us his word, the Ten Commandments, to show us our need for a Savior because we've all missed the mark. Let's look at it this way. Let's, 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 let's make it personal. I've missed the mark, and I need Jesus. The Bible says that there's one way to heaven. Jesus said, I'm the way, the truth, the life. No one comes to the Father but by me. I'm going to tell you today, let's celebrate that by trusting in his son. Let's celebrate that by the finished work of the cross being put into work in your life. You say, well, buddy, I don't know about this. I don't know about that. Don't try to figure it all out today. 
It's a journey, man, but you got to start. And you can start today by receiving the Lord Jesus Christ as your Savior. He said, buddy, what must I do? The Bible says, what must I do to be saved? He said, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. Do you believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God? Do you believe that he came and lived a sinless life and paid his, his, our sin debt in full by pouring out his blood on the cross? There's no greater love than to lay down your life. He laid down his life to purchase us out of our sin debt and set us free in the family of God. Lord, take my words today and touch the hearts and let them know that God is a chain breaker. He's a way maker, just like the song we sing so often. So friends, today, if that's you, I want you to look up here and I'll pray with you. If you've never put your faith and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ, today's the day. You didn't just happen to come today. The Lord had it as a time such as this. And if you're here today and you say, what must I do to be saved? I'm going to tell you what. By faith, pray this right where you are. Lord, come into my life. Lord Jesus, I believe you're the Son of God. Lord, forgive me of my sin. Today, Lord, I receive you as my Savior. And the Bible says that if we confess with our mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in our heart that God raised him from the dead, from the dead, we will be saved. Saved from hell, set in the family of God. And it starts today. Friend, if you're online, and God's speaking to your heart about this today, that nudge. Step out in faith and ask the Lord to forgive you of your sin. Believe on the name Jesus, and let's walk this thing out together. And everybody said, amen. amen. Friends, if you're watching today, you got any questions about what was going on, man, send us a text, drop us a line. I pray that you're blessed. Share the message, and we love you. And everybody said, amen. amen. Let's stand to you.